Welcome to Globally Minded Medicine, a podcast of quick reviews and helpful tips on medical topics, cultures, customs, and sustainable practices that are applicable at home and abroad. The opinions expressed are our own and do not represent those of our schools or our employers and are not meant for medical advice. It's just a little education and global exploration. Welcome back to Globally Minded Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Mark, and joining me again for part two of our discussion on dengue fever are student doctors, Stephen Walker and Ellie Walker, the dynamic duo husband and wife team that last time talked to us about the various presentations of dengue fever, as well as its transmission and the treatment of dengue fever. Today, we will be talking about some very exciting preventative measures that are occurring and have some great promise for the future. Welcome back, and let's get right into it. Yeah, this is <laughs> such a cool program, actually. Yeah, it's one of my really cool. one of my favorite things that I've been learning about. Um, it's called the Wolbachia program, um, kind of run by the World Mosquito Program. So they're kind of go hand in hand there. But Wolbachia, it's actually it's a bacteria that naturally grows in about fifty percent of insect species. So it's already out there. It's really prevalent, but what they found that this Wolbachia bacteria, it competes with um, these viruses um, like Zika and Dengue, West Nile, Chikungunya. It competes um, with them so they can't grow as well in kind of a Wolbachia bacteria environment. So what this program is, is they take the Aedes aegypti mosquito, which if we remember, that's the mosquito, right, that's transmitting, and that's the vector for this disease, uh, the dengue fever. They So they take those mosquitoes, they inject this bacteria, the Wolbachia bacteria, into it, and then they start um, breeding them in, in a lab. And that Wolbachia bacteria, it can get passed down through the eggs to, to the offspring. And so that way, they can mass produce a large population of these mosquitoes that have this bacteria in it that dengue can't grow. I just thought it's really cool. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> They're currently working in like 12 different countries in Latin America, Asia, Oceania, Oceanica. It's like Brazil and Colombia, Mexico, Indonesia, Laos, Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Australia, Fiji, um, Vanuatu tons and tons of different ones. One that I thought was really interesting um, was in Brazil because it hits home. We remember back in, do you remember the Olympics back in 2016, Dr. Wardle? <laughs> right. Yeah. And we had that big um, Zika issue, right? Yeah. yeah. Huge. A lot of the Olympic athletes, they didn't want to go um, to Brazil to compete in the Olympics because they were so worried um, about Zika in particular, but some of these other viruses too. And um, Brazil is one of the largest areas where um, dengue was actually being transmitted at that time. So really, really cool to see that. It was in 2016, when it was the Olympics. In, I want to say around 2017 was when they started releasing these mosquitoes um, 
out into the community, in particular Rio de Janeiro, where the Olympics were held. Mm-hmm. And they finished releasing just last year um, their last um, mosquitoes into the area. So pretty neat. The numbers of dengue and Zika have drastically decreased in those areas where the mosquitoes are. Yeah. I mean, they don't travel very far. Um, so like these mosquitoes have to be released. Like, let's see you. Like they only like really travel about 50 meters wide, um, is what we've learned. Um, so they kind of like release them everywhere. But the really cool thing about it is that it's self-sustaining. So like these mosquitoes will mate with mis- wild type mosquitoes, but they'll still pass on this Wolbachia bacteria. Um, so it kind of spreads um the resistance to dengue and Zika and everything like that. Um, and we can go further into it. Um, just like it depends on if it's a male or female, like the male mosquito, um, if he has Wolbachia and mates with the wild uh, female who doesn't, that female will lay eggs, but those eggs won't hatch. Um, so that stops that stops the virus from spreading that way and it stops the mosquitoes. Um, then there's also male mosquitoes with Wolbachia and female mosquitoes with Wolbachia, like if they d- both have a it then uh, they're going to pass it on to their offspring i um, mean if the female mosquito has wolbachia and she mates with the male who doesn't um all of her all the females offspring are going to carry uh this bacteria because it's carried in the eggs so and there's it'll spread pretty fast this uh, resistance right and it just goes from generation to generation and pretty soon you have nearly 100 percent of mosquitoes that are all carrying this wolbachia yeah, it's actually they um, took like a cost estimate of this and it said this program costs a dollar per person. So pretty awesome treatment. Yeah, I know that that's great. Um, so super interesting. And uh, I think a good point to bring out is the Wolbachia bacteria is a very common natural bacteria in a lot of different insects. And although it wasn't natural in this particular type of mosquito, yeah, it it does live naturally in a lot of other types of mosquitoes, and when they've looked, it um, successfully um, lives well in this mosquito as well, and um, and so it's safe for the mosquito, safe for the environment, and improves the safety for humans as well, um, rapidly decreasing the uh, the likelihood of getting transmitted by any of these types of flaviviruses, right? Right. Pretty cool. Before they go and release mosquitoes into a new town or city or country, they do a lot of research. So they'll work with local governments and local communities, and they find these endemic areas where dengue or these other viruses are rapidly growing and spreading. And so they do a lot of research before they they go into a new place and then that's when they have to start growing or not growing, but um, breeding these mosquitoes in lab, which can take, can take a while for them to get a certain amount of mosquitoes before they can begin to release them. And they release them over kind of 20 weeks. So it's a long, long process. And that's why they don't just go out and release these mosquitoes everywhere in the world and be done with it there's a lot that goes into the before and after um, of this project 
Yeah, I really love that they get that community buy-in. They talk talk to the community, educate the community about it, and and they don't do it unless the community buys into it, which is uh, very important when we're looking at interventions to make sure that this is something that is culturally appropriate and um, and accepted um, as a as a community. And that's yeah, great. but we do have what about a hundred countries that are endemic right now with dengue and um, other types of viruses like that. And mm-hmm. so we still have we still have some work to do. Um, a lot this of work is an exciting do. program. Yeah. Yeah. So prevention again is huge. We have a long way still before we're able to really bring down the dengue, um, Zika, chikungunya, yellow fever. All of those from this um, Aedes aegypti mosquito. Um, it's going to take a while before we're able to fully control that through this very cool program that you talked about. But um, mm-hmm. you know, in the meantime, we need to be doing what we talked about earlier, right, Ellie? You you said number one thing is to prevent mosquito bite. Right? Yeah. So get rid of standing water around your house, wear mosquito repellent. Yeah. Yeah. So there's simple, simple things that people can do every day. Um, You can use nets when you sleep, especially if you're in some of those endemic areas and always wear mosquito repellent and um, avoid accumulating trash in your yard, especially tires. Tires is actually an interesting one because in i believe it was in england so an area where you think dengue wouldn't be so prevalent but it was spread um in a pretty far region because of the transport of tires of used tires yeah that's where the eggs yeah were laid into the tires the rubber of the tire and um yeah they transport (laughs) these old tires over a, a lot of different regions and then it would rain and these 80s Egypti mosquitoes would get released. You know, it's prevalent, but I don't think we need to worry about it if we're educated. So that's kind of why we wanted to come on and, and talk about it to help further the education about dengue. Um, not to scare anyone about like the hemorrhagic fever that can come or the virus that makes you feel like all of your bones are broken, but just to help make people more aware that it's out there and there are things that we can do um, every day to well, um, to help prevent it, even as simple as just wearing bug spray, right? So, and also that program, the Wolbachia program there, it's the World Mosquito Program as well. Um, you can go donate and help them out with their efforts, uh, volunteer. I think what they're doing is amazing, but to continue to expand and spread, they'll they could use help. So, if anyone's into that, then you can just Google Wolbachia program or World Mosquito program, and and it should come up. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing this important topic. Yeah. Thanks for letting us nerd out with you, Doctor Wordle. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. Anytime. So. If innovative ways to control those mosquitoes is what you think about while eating burritos, you might be globally minded. Stay globally minded, my friends.